0: Awesome. Hey, guys, how y'all doing this morning? Good morning. Amen. 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 Listen, you missed a service last night if you weren't here for a Revival Weekend, but that's okay. Because guess what? Every first Saturday of the month, we're going to do Revival work Weekend. Every first Saturday of the month is going to be Revival Weekend from now on. And we're going to come in here, and we're going to have a good time on Saturday. We started at 5, and 7 o'clock we were out of here. I don't know. there's a lot of visiting going on, but everybody had Mass, so... You know, after service, but yeah, so so Saturday, first Saturday is gonna be that. Today we're gonna to continue on with a Revival Weekend. And uh, tomorrow night we've got Bible study. We're gonna we're gonna talk about some of that stuff. And Wednesday is first Wednesday worship. So that's what makes this so cool is we're gonna have really three different opportunities there to, to worship and to press forward and just enjoy being in the presence of God. Amen. And uh, so, so listen, today we're going to have another great time. If you've come expecting, anybody come expecting today? Come on. You got to get that expectancy meter up in the air, like, like over 10, over 100, like 150% or whatever, because I believe God is going to do some amazing things. I believe that he is wanting to do some amazing things if we will let him, if we will let him. And uh, I'm going to speak this later. I'll I'll do this later on. Uh, So uh we do the bullets and stuff then i'm going to focus on that so weekly memory verse is psalms 139:23 search me o god and know my heart try me and know my thoughts that's a good one to learn right there psalm 139:23 search me o god and know my heart try me and know my thoughts mm. so we need to we need to start memorizing scripture memorizing his word so that we can speak it in all the situations that we come up against amen because that's the thing, is knowing his word and we come into a situation, we know what to speak. We know what to speak, and that's, we've got we've to focus that. We've got to learn the word, amen. So we're going to do communion at the end of service. Uh, and again, we've prepared the trays. We've got the individuals in there. They've been sealed up until, until we removed them today, so they should be safe. You know, I found this out the other day that, that a lot of churches aren't even doing communion anymore because of this. And it's just like, Why? It's easy enough to seal them up and have somebody with gloves give them to you, right? And and so, and we have, yeah, we have the buckets outside to uh, to put the trash at the end of service. But, uh, hey, if you're online today watching, go grab you some juice and some bread, because at the end of service, we're going to take communion, and we want you to join in with us today. Uh, we want you to be a part of what God's doing, amen? Uh, so, listen, I want to move over to our, our uh, port, part of the service where we give to the Lord. I, I'm going to speak some things about the service afterward, but I'm just kind of, I want to do a lot of these things at the beginning. Amen? Uh, and so, so listen, thank you for those that, that have continued to give. The, the Word of God teaches us to give, teaches us to tithe, teaches us to be givers. And, and it's in the middle of the hard times where we find out where our heart really is on giving. It, it was in the times where I didn't have much where it was, well, God, I can keep this money. No, I can't. No, I can't because it don't belong to me. I can't spend what's not mine. If I spend Deborah's money, I'm stealing, am I? Right? I can't steal it. Right? I, I don't want to be a thief. So that's why we've always purposed. When when we get paid, that, that 10% is taken out. And it's not mine to spend. And that's why Wendy's always done that, is it's taken out of the checkbook. That way we're looking at how much we got. We know it's not even there. Even if we hadn't turned a check in yet to the church, it's taken out of the of the book. So we need to be tithers. We need to be givers. We need to ask the Lord, what would you have us to give? Because he's trying to get something to us. And I firmly believe that. That's, you know, he can't get it to me if he can't get it through me. I've heard that for years. So, so today we're going to pray about our offering, our giving. But after service, we've got two uh, trays out here where you can give it. You can, you can give cash. Uh, yeah, there's a coin shortage. So that means you can't spend your cash. I still ain't figured out the whole coin shortage thing uh yeah so we we, we've got all that set up you can give online newlifeag.church you can go on there and do that you can you know we've got it set up we understand all that guys i'm i'm preaching to the choir here so but we're going to pray about that and then i'm going to speak some things about the service today and we're going to move in amen so grab your offering today your tithes and we're going to pray over listen if you don't have grab your checkbook or your wallet and we're going to speak over that as well so father we thank you that we get to come into your house today and, Lord, I thank you that we can be givers. Lord, I thank you that yet your word has taught us to be givers as you were a giver. Lord, I thank you that the tithe is holy and it belongs to you. But you've also said, God, that there, there are things that you can release to us out of our obedience. So today, Lord, we release these tithes to you out of obedience. And, God, we also want to come. We want to bring an offering to you, Father. We want to bring an offering to you. We want to love you. We want to just multiply this seed. But, Lord, there may be others that, that don't have, that they're not able to give today. Lord, we, we pray right now that abundance would come to them, Father. But, Lord, teach them faithfulness also. Lord, because we know you won't bring it to us if you can't trust us with it. So, Lord, bring it to us. Lord, give us the ability to, to receive wealth, as your word says, to get wealth. And, Lord, just use this offering today in these tithes around the world. Multiply it, God, that it would do everything that you have purpose for it. But let it reach people right here in our own community as well for Jesus Christ. Let, let them learn who Jesus is. Let this money go to help those that are in need. And we thank you for that in Jesus' name. And if you agree with that, I want you to say amen this morning. Amen. Amen. So listen, so we've got this other thing that's going to be coming up. I'm not going to do all the announcements today, but I want you to begin to pray because here's the thing. Ladies, we're, we're talking about a men's class also. There's a class that we just finished called Life's Healing Choices. It was a, it was a portion of it. They, they had been working on this. This is eight or ten weeks. I can't remember. Nine weeks. Okay, close enough. It was right in the middle of where I was at. So, This is a nine-week class that you need to be at every one of. And I think they're going to do them on Mondays at this point but but i want you to pray today next week we're gonna really nail down what it is for you because there's a book now we only have room for well we're gonna we're gonna find out what the uh how many people in the church want to be a part of it but here's the thing there's two books you gotta buy we're making you buy them so you can put some skin in the game they're not expensive don't worry about it but it's a nine-week class you need to be at okay this is like your job you show up every week right You, you know this isn't one of those oh well i'll come if i want to no because if you decide you're going to do this, this class is going to help you with habits and hang-ups and just all kind of things in your life so you can learn to make healthy choices. Because of things in our life we have made bad choices, okay? It is going to help you. It's not an addiction class, but it's going to help you understand addictions, right? It's, it's all kind of things. And next week we're going to do a, a better job really presenting it. But I want you to begin to pray now. Is this something I need to be in? Because we may only have, what's the max you think we could take? Fifteen people, okay, is, is it. But there's going to be multiple classes because they're small classes, and that's why we're, you know, still looking at that. But there again, this is a commitment class. And if you're like, well, I can't be there every Monday because uh, I, I may have a basketball game. Is your life more important than a basketball game? I'm just laying it out there. Because we put a lot of things more important than God. This will change your life. I guarantee you, it will change your life. Every person I've ever heard that's gone through these things, it changes their life. So next week, we're going to have a better presentation of what it is. But be praying now, God, do I need to be a part of this? Right? Because I'm telling you, it will change your life. It will change your life. Amen? So we're going to work on that for next week, having a really good presentation because it starts August 24th. So it's going to start at the end of the month. Now, I'm also working on a men's class. I'm having a, now, we'll only have room for about five in that, though. Okay, so I am kind of working on that. We're trying to work out some details. Uh, but we're getting there, amen. So awesome. Well, listen, we're gonna worship this morning, but here's what you need to know. This is Revival Sunday, so we didn't come to have church as normal. We didn't come to have church that is quiet. So I'm telling you now, if you're not ready to worship, if you're not ready to receive something from the Lord, there you go. <laughs> I I was trying to think how to politically correct tell you this. But my sister understood exactly where my heart was. Because, guys, listen, we worshiped last night, and and God was breaking some things that we just never got there. But I believe today God is going to get us there because God is going to destroy some yokes that we've been holding on to. And like Elisha, we need to burn that thing. We need to kill the cow, offer it up to the Lord, and burn the yoke because we're not going back to the things that are past. But you can't get there if you don't want to. And don't say, but the Lord, no. God is standing there saying, I want you to do this. It's here, come and get it. So don't complain that it's not there. Don't complain COVID is keeping you from getting what God wants. I'm just telling you right now. So if you want to worship today, if you want to grab a flag, grab a flag, go over there. When you're done with it, leave it on your chair like always. We'll we'll make sure that we clean them and all that. Disinfect like we do every week. We do this every week. We're getting pretty good at it. Hallelujah. Our fogger has been getting used a lot, a lot. It's starting to clog up. I'm trying to get the, fog, the, the clogs out of it. So today we're going to worship, but I want to read something to you real quick. And, and, and that's why I was kind of holding this. Man, the facial ID right now is just crazy, especially when you, anybody got that problem with the iPhone where you like, you put a mask on, you can't get in. <sighs> Can I tell you I loved my thumbprint button on my phone? Apple, are you listening. Um, print Don't tell me to get an Android. Don't even. That's the devil. All y'all hush. I'm like the only Apple user up here. Listen to this prophetic word that, that I, I saw on Facebook this morning, and I was like, this is exactly what we've been saying, and this is exactly what we've been preparing for right here. It says, "Tell my church to get ready for an, the next move. Tell them the next phase is coming. The enemy believes that the church is boxed in, the church is boxed up. Many are saying the church is not essential. But I have oil and anointing that has been reserved for this last-day church. I have weapons reserved for the last-day church the enemy has not even seen yet. Break out of your routine. Break out in worship, for I am about to cause my people that are called-out ones to shine in a way they have never done before. There will be a strong distinction between the light and the darkness, the wheat and the tares. The next great move is coming. Be prepared. Be ready. It shall spring up like wildfires everywhere. Come on. Listen. Come on. Give him praise. Have you seen how much California is fighting against the church happening? Can I tell you what I I know from a pastor friend of mine that's over there? Have you seen the videos of the worship on the beaches? Thousands. He shares these pictures. Thousands of believers worshiping on the beaches. Worshiping on the, yeah, but they need to be careful. Yeah, listen, we need to be careful right now, but they're trying to take our rights away from us to worship. So guess what they're doing? They're worshiping and they're having preaching. And I've seen the videos of them baptizing people, getting saved by the hundreds in the water. It made me think back. Now, I'm not quite old enough for this, but I've heard the stories of the Jesus movement. Of, of all of the, the people, right? That, and it started in California. And it swept across the nation. So the more the enemy tells us we're not essential and we shouldn't have church anymore, come on, we need to press forward and say, devil, we're going to church. We're going to church. Though he slay me, will I trust him? This is the day the Lord has made. I will be glad when I go into the house of God. So we've got to continue to fight and to worship and to love the Lord because he is, I'm telling you, if you watch things like I do with the pastors, I hear the stories from pastors. And pastors that I've questioned things through the years about, they're getting pushed down. But those pastors that have been preaching truth, getting people ready, are seeing the miracles. They're seeing people saved. They're seeing people get set free. So today, again, this is Revival Weekend. We're going to get up. We're going to worship. We're going to fight until we get what we came for. Because this was the picture the Lord showed me this morning as me and the, the deacons were here praying. And I didn't even pray. I just let them pray. And my God, it was breaking, man. It was amazing. Jesse, What was it you heard? Breaking. Can't have a breakthrough without breaking. And yours was lose control. And then I saw a picture of this. We come to church, just, just. you got to see this picture, with with our white swim trunks and a white t-shirt on, and we come up here and get in the river, and we leave, and we're, oh, that's so great. We need to come today like we did that same thing and went swimming in the Red River. When you get out, there's a stain on you that Clorox can't take off. Y'all understand what I'm saying? You see, we come to church and want to leave the same like we got in the river and something happened to us. But today, we need to let that red river, that that river of crimson flow, change us and stain us forever. We got to fight till we get in it today. Stop being nervous about it. And I'm going to be quiet. We got to worship. Jesus. I'm going to start preaching here in a second. Come on. Let me get my ears on. Hallelujah. I do like these wireless ears, though. But I'll lose him when Becca gets back, so that's okay. I'll be, they'll tie me back to this thing. Alright, brother, you ready?
1: Morning. You turn seas into highways
0: I don't know about you, but I came to worship this morning.
1: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
0: Jesus. Jesus. We got to sing a little bit about freedom this morning. This is the song the Lord gave me that we just had to play both services.
1: I cry freedom from the chains that bind my children, freedom from the chains that bind my praises, freedom from the lies of the enemy freedom.
0: Anybody want freedom in this house? Hallelujah. Come on, just raise your hands for a minute. Come on. Keep worshiping. Come on, raise your hands this morning. Come on, if you pray in the spirit, I want you to raise your hands and begin to pray. Father, we come in this house for freedom today. Freedom from anything that's holding us back. Freedom from the world, free from fear and worry and doubt, all the things, oh God. Freedom. We pray for your rain, oh God. We pray for the rain that you said we can pray for, God. Pour out the rain today, God. Your people are hungry, your people are thirsty. Jesus.
1: You were On your Won't you fall on your end? Won't on and place? i If we hunger and thirst. There's a sound answer rising from your chair. You're satisfied with trying, so we look to. the voices, come on. It is well, it is well with my soul.
0: Come on, give him praise this morning. Hallelujah. Jesus. Come on. Turn and give somebody a spiritual high five this morning. Come on. Come on, give somebody a spiritual high five before you sit down. Come on. Hallelujah. Now, don't go to sleep on me now. We ain't done. We ain't done. Hallelujah. Okay, guys, can I get some lights? Yep, come on. Hallelujah. All right, Robin, jump in there real quick so you can do this. I need you to follow me. I need to make sure I'm doing this so I'm not delaying any. I know we're training people today, but I need y'all to be on because I'm already, we're. we're. So if you look in your bulletin, you'll see it says freedom from the chains. So go ahead and put that slide up there. I had to kind of change that though. Go ahead and slap that other one up there. It's freedom from my chains, my past, my habits, my addictions, all of those kind of things. Whatever it is, really, right? We, We always say freedom from the chains, but what are the chains? My chains, my past, my habit, my addictions. You notice every one of those is something that I said. It starts with the word my. They all start with my. You know, I, I, Flip Wilson used to say the devil made me do it. I watched the black and white reruns, I'm just saying. Um, and we blame the devil for a whole lot more stuff than he does, I promise you. And I don't like to give him any more credit than he needs. Because we don't blame a lot of things on him. So we just need to own up with the fact that I did it. It's my, my chain, my past, my habit, my addictions. God is trying to set me free, but I just, I like it. <laughs> and that's why I won't stop doing it. Well, God hadn't set me free from it. When was the last time you said no to it? <laughs> well, God hadn't given me the power to. Wait, whoa. You saw that, that pause right there, right? The same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead is inside you as a believer. I'm talking to the believers right now. So what you're telling me is, is, is that, that that spirit should have left him dead because he didn't have enough power to overcome death. And if it can overcome death, it can overcome your habits. <laughs> it can overcome your likes. I'm, come on. It can overcome those things. I'm preaching to the choir. Right. We just got to say no sometimes. Well, I just can't stop thinking about it. Then think on something else. I think the word says, think on these things. And it starts naming them all. Hmm, maybe we should change our, you know, my pastor used to say is we need to change our stinking thinking. <laughs> but it slips. He was an auto mechanic. He, guess what he said to that one? Then change the clutch. <laughs> he had a million of them. One day I'm going to get him to come preach, but he, he's at his church too, so it's, it's difficult. I want you to flip over to Jeremiah chapter 30. If you don't have it, it's on the screen, and it's in your Bible. I mean, it is in your Bible. Thank you, G. It's in your bulletin. I got to focus, man. See, see, I, I like drinking Coca-Cola or Dr. Pepper or because of the caffeine because I don't like coffee. So I've got to find an alternative because I've been trying to stop drinking sodas. But I got to find an alternative, man, because my brain just it needs some caffeine. And I can't stand coffee. Can I tell you this? I went to a restaurant a while back, and, and they gave me sweet tea. And it was so bitter after about four packs of, of sweetener, I was like, that's coffee. That, to me, that's bitter. I can't do that. Jeremiah chapter 30, verse 8. All of this will be on the screen as well. It says, in that day, declares the Lord Almighty, I will break the yoke off their necks, that I will tear off their bonds. No longer will foreigners enslave them. Okay. We're going we're to start looking here in a moment in, in some New Testament scriptures of the same things. But he will break the yoke off their necks and tear off their bonds. No longer will foreigners enslave them. And I know this was specifically talking about foreigners, but as I was reading this and I was like, The foreign things, the things that are not of God will not enslave me anymore. I don't have to be bound up by that anymore. I don't have to be the way I was, praise God. I don't have to. He set me free from it. So if I'm still that way, it's because I choose to. Why haven't I completely stopped drinking Cokes? Because I make excuses that I need caffeine and I can't function without it. I tell that to my wife and kids. They, they know. I make excuses. I do. I make excuses that I hate coffee. I guarantee you there's a something out there that, because it's nasty, man. Coffee is nasty. Don't even try. Get thee behind me, Satan. <laughs> because we like them. And I'm, I'm, I'm getting you to laugh, but you, you understand exactly where I am. You understand exactly where I am. I can put down a cheeseburger. I ain't got no problem with that. Watch yourself. you. That's it. I'm going to get him after church. Hey, I've been drinking diet drinks to try to get rid of the sugars because I figured my body was addicted to the sugars. See, I'm fighting a physical addiction as well as a mental addiction. And so I started drinking some diets to get rid of the sugars, which I know those are not healthy either, but I'm working on it. So look at this. If you look in your bulletin, see, I said it right, on the bottom of the left side, what is it that holds you down? What holds you down? self the world, your friends, your family, you name it, man. You name it. There is a, a plethora, I like that word, of things we can use that hold us down. My age? Really? Listen, I, I've seen a little bitty boy come up and pray for somebody and they're falling out in the spirit getting healed. Don't tell me it's an age thing. What is it that holds you back? What holds you down? What holds you back? What is it that's enslaving you? I'm not a slave. If it's controlling you, you are a slave. Anything that can control you enslaves you. You can have freedom in Jesus if you want. And that's what we're going to kind of look at today. You can have freedom if you want. Freedom isn't free. It's always interesting that the beginning of it is free. And I you know, and, and I've said this and, and I know I know what it means, but I wonder sometimes if it doesn't mess with us mentally to confuse us. Come to Jesus, it's free. It is. It's a free gift of salvation. It is. He paid for it, but it's gonna cost you something. Everything. Just a little something everything it's gonna it's gonna cost you what you thought you wanted it's gonna cost you what you thought you liked it's gonna cost your your future it's gonna cost your past it's gonna cost your wife your family your kids your home everything you got why cuz you are not in control anymore when he becomes the Lord over you you don't own anything you don't control anything and that's why honestly you know when when like when we lost our home in Hurricane Rita I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, why why did you allow my house to be taken? It was your house anyways. You were letting me borrow it. I don't understand that. But Daddy and I, we're going to need a place to live. Have we got a place to live? He took care of it all. Not the way I thought he was, but he did. So see, we can be free if we want to, but are we willing to look at the cost of some of this stuff? And this was the picture that that i kept seeing in my mind you can put it up there rylan this is the berlin wall And, and this is us like he's ever gonna bring that wall down with a sledgehammer that wall was designed to divide a country to stop an army from moving across rapidly now they could have used some some explosives A tank could have hit it, but I don't know how much it would have fell. I don't know how well it's it's in the bottom. But it was designed to divide and to stop. And that's what the enemy is doing in your life. He is using your desires. He is using your past. He's using everything about you to build a wall. And we sit there and we pound on that thing. And we pound on that thing. It's like, God, I'm never going to get out of it. I'm never going to get away from it. I can't break free. It's because that's our mentality. Oh Jesus. I just I just I just saw this. Man, if I only had a porner, I'd be dangerous right now, but that's okay. But but here's what happens is they're egging him on. Oh Jesus. They're egging him on. You can overcome this if you and everybody around you is egging you. Keep going, keep going. You're gonna overcome it. You're gonna overcome it. You're gonna overcome it. But what they're doing is blocking the door about 10 feet down there that Jesus says, Hey, I'm right here. If, if, I got a door right here. If you'll just come this way. But you won't put their voices down to hear his. Freedom was right. Freedom is right there. But you won't get up from there to go get it. Because that guy behind you may say, look at him. He's worshiping. Is that too crazy? What? Has he lost his mind?
1: Has he done lost control?
0: Yeah. There's freedom in letting go. Listen, I was never one that liked flags at all. That is not a manly thing. I'm just telling you right now. Not manly. Not that I'm all that, but, you know, not manly. Until I was down in Oaxaca, Mexico. I think I was in Tamazelapin. And uh, actually, I think I was in Oaxaca City, in, in South Mexico, south of Mexico City. And that's the state south of Mexico City It's called Oaxaca, O-A-X-A-C-A. And the city is Oaxaca. And, and we were having a youth service that night, big gymnasium. And you know how the teenagers do, they just all stand there, you know. Well, not all of these. There were some of them worshiping. And I'm up on the stage playing the, the, the Congos, all the music's in, in Spanish. But luckily, I know the people that they're singing the songs, and she'll tear it over. Hey, it's this song. Oh, I know that one. So I'm just playing Congos, just following the beat. And her daughter's playing the drums, and all of a sudden there was a freedom that just fell into that place, and it was just like, whoo! It's like you could sense a wave come across that 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 gymnasium, and all of a sudden her daughter on the drum set just started going, man, and you could hear it, and it was just like, whoa! So, but we just stopped, and people started dancing. It was just like it just whew, went across the place. And the people started getting the flags out and started dancing, and I'm just like, I got to do this. What are people gonna say about me? I don't know what people are gonna say about me, Dave. I got to do this. Oh Jesus, I got to do this. And I grabbed two two flags that I had never flagged in my life, and I'm dancing around like a ballerina of some kind. I don't know, <laughs> worshiping my God, and I became free that day. And you know what? And I'll set up here with two flags in worship, and I don't care what you say. Why? Is that worship? It is to me. Because I broke that yoke of what man says. What, what is holding me? That was holding me down. Sometimes, listen, that's why I tell you, sometimes y'all need to go visit another church service somewhere on another day of the week, a revival service. And so when you get in there and people start dancing, well, ain't nobody knows me. I can do that and see if I like it or not. Oh, this is pretty good. And nobody knows you. I, listen, come on. Right? The cost. How much would it have cost these people to remove it? And I started thinking about this. How much did it cost to build this thing? How much did it cost time, energy, you know, money, all of these things to build this wall that only divided? Some walls are good. But how much more did it cost to take it down? How much more did it cost in time and energy and money to remove Think about what happened. Think about the things that are in our lives that that we so easily allow the enemy to build. Sometimes we invite him. I don't know if I like that or not. That's not God. Here he comes, boy, stacking up the boulders, pouring some cement. Mm -hmm. Some mesh reinforced, about two feet thick with a whole lot of rebar. bar. About five thousand psi. What you think, too? Yeah, that—that's pretty strong stuff, man. With a bunch of rebar, ain't getting through that one. And then we come to church and wonder why we can't get freedom in our life, because we keep letting the enemy build things on this. All right, flip over to Mark chapter eight. I want to show you this. See this—this this is where our mind needs to go, right here. Again, it's on the screen, Mark chapter eight. I made this statement in here. I felt to put. We have allowed, helped, or invited people or spirits to build walls in us and around us. We have invited, helped, or allowed people or spirits to build walls in us or around us. Then we get tired of it one day and we think all we got to do is pray one prayer and it disappears. Now, sometimes it does thank God it does sometimes I believe he leaves it there so you have to fight a little bit to get rid of it so you put a little bit of skin in the game so that you're like I am NOT going back to that one it's like you know when you used to dig the holes in the yard and your daddy was like stop digging holes son go fill them up and after you filled up a few of them digging them ain't so fun anymore and then when he makes you go dig a hole that you don't want to dig, and, and then you stop digging because I don't want to dig no more. Sometimes I think the Lord leaves these little things in our life, so we have to deal with them with his help so that we don't do it again. Look at Mark chapter 8, verse 34. We're going to be right there. Mark chapter 8, verse 34. Look at this. Then he called the crowd to him, this is Jesus, along with his disciples. So he's called everybody. Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. Here's the cost. See, for some reason, we just stop right there. We get saved and we we, we take up our cross daily. But look at verse 35. For whoever wants to save their lives, oh wait, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me, verse 35. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it. Uh Uh-oh, it doesn't cost you your life. But whoever loses their life for me and for the gospel will save it so you get it back. But you have to be willing to give it up first. What good is it for someone to gain the whole world yet forfeit their soul? See, guys, we're we're not talking about physical things here. We're talking about our soul, our very eternity. And here we are fighting against a Coca-Cola addiction. Which thankfully I don't think that puts my soul at risk, Hallelujah. But there are plenty of things in our lives that do. And if we took our salvation as seriously as we do our health, sometimes, or well, I can't use that because some of us don't take our health very seriously. uh, Our cars, our homes, are making sure we get up to work on time. The Black Friday sale, which I really wonder how they're going to do that this year, but don't really care, honestly, because I don't go to those things. I can buy everything online. If we took those as seriously as we do our salvation, we would be willing to pay the cost because salvation is our soul, which is eternity. And we complain more about the things that are only going to last 80 years, Eh, 90 if we're lucky, 100. Yeah, that's the things we focus on. And, And look at the next verse right here. Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? If anyone is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, the Son of Man will be ashamed of them when he comes in his Father's glory with the holy angels. Look at this. What can anyone give in exchange for their soul? Can can I tell you young people this? You think you have your life planned out, and that's a good thing. But turn it over to him and watch how it turns out even better. Can I tell you that I had my life planned out? I got saved while I was in the Navy. My dream was to fly. I go to school as an air crewman, right? I I learned how to be a crew member in airplanes. I went to school for search and rescue. They're crazy. I dropped out and said, you are nuts. I'm out of here. You jump out of perfectly good airplanes in the storm at night, and you try to drown people. I'm out. I got in there, and I left. I went to become a recruiter so I could choose my job. My next job was a flight engineer in the P-3 Orion. The third man in the cockpit, and they get seat time. There's my dream. I will be able to fly, and I could get my pilot's license. And God says, nope, I want you to get out and stay in Beaumont, Texas, and you're going to preach the gospel. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm going to Pax River, Maryland. And I got this little piece of paper right here that says if I sign this and I fax it back to, to Washington, D.C., I'm going to Pax River, Maryland, and I'm going to learn how to fly. That's my dream no you're not so me and the Lord had to have a conversation about my future I've got my life planned out I know exactly where I'm going next and what I'm gonna do me and my wife are excited we're gonna end up back in Jacksonville Florida where all our friends are he won I stayed in Beaumont, Texas and preached the gospel you see, I thought I had it figured out. But when I submitted myself to him, I had to realize that I'm not in control anymore. So, see, going to school and learning the things that we do, we need to ask the question, Lord, wh- what is this for? Like, like for instance, um, one of, one of the, the girls, man, she's amazing, Addie, Addison. She, she was in our, our youth group. She, she knew she was called to be a missionary. She knew it. And she knew she was called to be a medical missionary. She knew this. So all through high school and all the things, guess what she went to college for? Nursing because she knew she needed to get on the mission field to be a medical missionary. See, she knew who she was, and she went to college to do it. That girl is amazing how, how focused she is, and she never wavered in her faith. No matter what people would do, the guys and all these little things, she stayed focused. She says, nope, I don't have time for you. I've got to fulfill my calling in the Lord. Young people, you focus on him and let him open the doors. Let him take care of all the things. And, and guess what? The rest of us, all us old people, that's, that's not young people in rest. I'm just clumping us all in one. You have the same thing. Don't think just because you're, you're settled where you are. You know, I remember a brother in here by the name of Ron Paul Bordelon who, who felt the call later on. And he decided to go to Bible college. What was he, like 40 years old? I think it was 39 or 40 when he went to Bible college and and graduated Bible college. And they put up a flyer to smuggle Bibles into China. And he was like 42 at this time or something like that. And he started smuggling Bibles. Yeah, but my life is planned out. I can't, don't ever. When you submit it to him, you're not in control anymore. Let him have control of your life and see what it becomes. Because I can promise you, you will never paint the picture of your life as good as he can. I look back at all the things that I have been through, and I called them struggles when I was sitting in the middle of the storm saying, God, I don't know how I'm going to get out of this. Right? You know the story. Jaws is fixing to eat my world. Because I was afraid of Jaws growing up. And Jaws is fixing to eat my world. Don't bring a six-year-old to the movies to see Jaws. That, That was a parental mistake my parents made. And, but you know what? I look at all the things that I've gone through and how much they have developed me into who I am and how I can trust the Lord and, and go where he wants me to go. All of that because my soul was more important to me than flying. I have flown since then. I have piloted a few times. That's what we need to focus on. I want to show you one more picture, and I'm, I'm, I'm not going to take too much more here. Think about this. Think about that guy named Elisha. Remember him? Elisha. Elisha. Here he does is he gets a call from Elijah. You know the easy way to remember the two? J becomes for S. Elijah, Elisha. That's why I always remember it. So Elijah was before Elisha. I used to get him backed, best up. Elisha felt the call. And what did he do? He sacrificed the oxen. He burned the yoke. He took out the ability to go back. You see, he knew that he was never going back. So therefore, because if he would have came back, what would his daddy have done? Put him back on the oxen, right? He would have had the oxen in the yoke, and he would have been working the field because that's what he did. No, he was called to be a prophet, and that's what he had to go do. He burned it. He did away with it. Look at Luke 14. I want to I show you this. And I'm, I'm not gonna go into everything else today. I'm gonna I'm gonna save some of this for later, but I think we're getting where we needed to be today. Luke chapter 14. See, Elisha understood that I can't hold on to my past. Luke 14, 26. Elisha understood I can't hold on to my past and go forward. Elisha understood the cost of doing that though. I can't burn this. <laughs> And come back to it later. Can I tell you that God understood the cost also of allowing his son to die on a cross? On a tree that he created? He allowed his son to, to die on it and be put into a tomb into the earth that he created. He understood what it cost to get you. But we just toss it around like it doesn't matter. Look at Luke fourteen twenty six. If anyone comes to me and does not hate father, mother, wife, children, brothers, and sisters, yes, even their own life, such a person cannot be my disciple. Let me just stop right there. He's not saying you got to hate these people. But when you start putting a thing, well, blood's thicker than water. Yeah, his blood was thicker than any blood that runs through your veins. God, everything else. God, everything else. God, everything else. Well, well, that's family. I, God, everything else. Are you willing to give up your soul because your family refuses to follow God? A lot of us do, though. Well, I can't, I can't go follow after God because my family's going to talk about me. I remember the ridicule of family members well, your daddy wasn't that kind of a man. He would have went and got three jobs. Yeah, but I'm I'm trusting in the Lord. God's taking care of. You. Yeah, but he would have worked three jobs. He took care of his family. What I really wanted to tell him was, yeah, and that's why I hated him because he was never there. I didn't have him in the home growing up. All I ever saw was him putting money on, so we have food. I said, but I'm not I'm not repeating that. I'm following the Lord, and the Lord says He's going to take care of me. And I remember the ridicule. I remember the things. But you know what? Me and my wife said, no, we're raising our family this way. We're going to raise our children this way because that's what the word of God says. And we're not going to go against that. So you know what? We put God over our family. Always. Always. And in our home, it's family. It's us next. God, there. Can I tell you churches below that? We're below that. That's right. Churches below that. Look at this. And whoever does not carry their cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. Wait a minute. Well, I'm a follower in Jesus. No, you're not. You're just wearing the shirt. I love Jesus. Can I tell you this? I had a situation the other day, and a pastor friend of mine says, Rich, just make sure you keep your church shirt on. That's code for us saying walk in there as a Christian, act like a Christian, and walk out as one because you know the situation can get you spun up. And I did, and I was so happy. Because y'all know as well as I do, sometimes those situations don't work out. We've got to follow the cro- carry the cross. Suppose one of you wants to build a tower. Won't you first sit down and estimate the cost to see if you have enough money to complete it? Can I tell you, before I went to an altar, I thought about what was going to change in my life. I, I was at the clubs all the time. I didn't drink, I didn't do drugs, but I loved going out dancing and doing things like that. And I knew my life had to change, Dave. And I sit there thinking about that, and I said, but but I've got to have him more than I have this. And I don't even know why right now, but inside of me, I know I'm a bad person, and my life is a mess, and I need Jesus. I knew that, man. It was a turmoil. And I went down there, and then I had to relearn things. I had to clean my house. I had to throw CDs away that I spent hundreds of dollars on collecting because they were trash. They were not glorifying my Father. And I threw all that mess away, and I had to cleanse my life. Why? Because I had to count the cost. See, you can sit there if you want to today and beat on that wall with a sledgehammer, but God has said, I want to come help you break some things. There are some things I want to help you break. There are some things I want you to go around. There are some things that you need to deal with, but I'm willing to stand here and help you. We'll take turns at this. Because he has called you to be free, not bound up. He has called you to be free to serve him and to love him and to represent him everywhere you go. But as my pastor used to say, most of us, when we walk out of church, we, we act like we're so busted and disgusted about everything. Why would anybody want to follow Jesus? Oh, my, man, I can't, my life is a wreck, man. My God. brother, Why do I want to follow your God? I'm following the devil, and he's left me alone right now. Now I'll end up in hell, but at least he ain't doing that to me. That's where we act. We cry about things instead of saying, God is setting me free. God is bringing me. So, church, we've got to be free. Why? And I keep telling you this. Because the world needs us to be free. We have been bound up. i got to show you this next verse because this is what really ties it all together. Galatians chapter 5. I've, this is what ties everything together today. And I'm sorry. I was, I was going to try to move, but I got to. This is what ties it all together. Right here. Galatians chapter 5, verse 1. Th- this chapter This ties together what all's going on and what's been happening. And this is the the crux, if you want to call it that for us English majors that I'm not. I've just heard it used that way. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by the yoke of slavery. Okay? Now look what's going on here. In this chapter, in the next 11 verses... It's an argument about should they have a religious ceremony done to them. You can go read it. We have children in the room. I'm going to leave it as such. Paul is saying no. Some of the other believers are saying yes. It's about a religious ceremony that the Jews did to the men. Now think about this. How many times have we allowed religion to build a wall between us and God? but look at verse 13. Look at this. You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. Think about that for a second. Jump down to verse 16. So I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit. Uh Uh-oh. And the Spirit, what is contrary to the flesh, they are in conflict with each other. He's put it like three ways. Hopefully we can understand it. (laughs) The flesh hates the Spirit. The Spirit hates the the flesh. And each other hates each other. They are in conflict with each other so that you are not to do whatever you want. pause and hang on that for a second but if you are led by the spirit you are not under the law why is it that we follow the one true god and i'm just going to use muslims i know there's many other religions in the muslim community to convert to christianity is a death sentence They follow a false god that has all these rules and bondages and they can stone people to death and all these things and they will not walk away from him and they will serve their false god to the T. And here we have a god of love and we fight tooth and nail against him. We fight tooth and nail. Why? Why Why is this such? Why? Why? They follow their false God and think they are committed to him completely. And we struggle in commitment. We struggle. They don't struggle praying six times a day or five times or how many times it is. They have no problem with it. We struggle to pray one time a day. Just, just just throwing this out there. Why is it such when we should be free from our past, we struggle so much. We struggle so much. I think some of it is we just still like those things. Right? I think sometimes we just want to be in control. There, there's a whole laundry list that we can use, guys. But today it's got to stop. We've got to stop it. We've got to burn the yoke. We've got to sacrifice the oxen. Listen, whatever it is in our past that we like so much more than God, that we put on the pedestal and made an idol out of, whatever it is, we need to put it on the altar and say, burn it. Burn, baby, burn. (laughs) And can I tell you, you can't throw enough water on it that his fire won't take it away? Elijah proved that. (laughs) He got five buckets of water in the middle of a drought. I still wonder where he got the water in the middle of a drought. But that's okay. He got it anyways. Guys, we can't be bound up like this anymore. We can't. So today I want us to take some time right where you're at. And for time's sake, we'll, we'll, we'll just uh, sit here and, and I just, and just find something soft. It don't matter. I'm not worried about YouTube. Listen, YouTube kicked us off again last night for copyright infringement because our music, I'm like, get over it. Get over it. I don't care about those guys no more. Guys, what's stopping us? Is it because you built it and you don't want to give it up? Right? You know, it's like that old wrench that just doesn't serve a purpose anymore, but I've had it a long time, Dave, and I don't want to get rid of it. You know, I got a bent 25-32nd wrench. A 25 yeah, bent. And, you know, I remember my dad having a special order of that wrench to work on one very specific type of car because it was the only way you could get down here to tighten the bolt up. And, you know, i will never in my life have a use for that, but I'm not going to get rid of it. You know, me and my dad didn't get along, but the older I get, I wish we did. So I'm not going to get rid of that. But how many other things in our lives do we refuse to get rid of? <laughs> it may be useful to God one day. No, it won't. It's holding you back. Get rid of it. Throw it away. The dumpsters out there, they come on Tuesdays. Don't bring all your trash over here. I'm talking about spiritual things. Unless they're physical things. Then come put all of those things in there too. How about this? Go ahead and play the music. Maybe it is that you just really enjoy it. I'm not ready to give that up yet because I still like it. It's my friend. It's kind of like that dream I had one night of that, that big python in the building. Everybody was petting him. It's like, do you understand he's going to bite you? Have you ever heard the story about that? Of a lady that had her pet snake. It slept in the bed. And this snake got massive. And the snake would curl up next to her at night. Like this. And she asked the veterinarian about that. He said, you need to get rid of that snake. Because what he's doing is he's sizing you up. He is enlarging his body because he will eat you. He is preparing himself to eat Yeah, but that's my pet. No, no. It wants to kill you. These things that we put in front of god they will kill you anything we put as an idol will ultimately destroy us because it's in game it's not just for you to say i enjoy this it is to pull you away from jesus whatever is stopping us guys we cannot allow ourselves in this time to be swayed like this the world needs us to be solid believers free. Free. So listen, if you need to come up to the altar today, you come find a place and you leave it there. If it's your tears, you've got to get rid of it through, you leave it there today. Come up here in the front, whatever it is you've got to do, but I want you to make a step. Don't tell me, well, I'm just going to stay in my chair. No, no. I want you to make a physical step today to represent, God, I am going to bring it. I am getting rid of it. I am getting rid of it because I can't, no, no more. No more. No more. They're going to put the music on. You can come up here and find a spot this morning. Listen, I, I just, if you've got it, leave it. And we're going to take a period where we can do this, and we're going to do communion together, and we're going to seal it up. How's that?
1: Come on, go ahead.
2: There is freedom. There is freedom in this place. Sing this line with me, just say, I'm gonna live my eyes to Jesus. Jesus. I'm gonna live my eyes to Jesus. We're gonna live there. I'm gonna live my eyes to Jesus. I'm gonna turn and face the sun. I'm gonna turn and face Jesus. Come on.
0: Well, if you're here today, just get up and come find a place. Come on, take a couple minutes. Even if it's just to walk up here and say, I give it to you, Father. Let him have it today. Let him have
2: it like to, while, while we're praying and Jesus God's reigns, ministering Jesus to people, I want to piggyback on, on something Jonathan said last night of mercy. about surrendering. And, of mercy and what he said was that he thinks everybody that comes this morning needs to think about something in their lives they need to surrender. And you should be praying that right now. What do I need to surrender, Lord? And I know a lot of times people fail to surrender things because they don't think maybe that God is big enough to handle whatever it is they want to give to Him. But I'm telling you, regardless of of the extent of your circumstance. Regardless of the scope of the temptations that you might be having in your life, God is bigger. God is bigger. And if you what you need to say that during the course of your day, it needs to become a mantra in your life. God is bigger. Whatever you're going through, it doesn't matter what it is, God is bigger. If He can come up with a plan of salvation like He has, you know that He can do anything. God is bigger. When you see people that have problems that maybe you feel like you need to pray with them, listen, whatever the problem they give you, you know what your response should be? God is bigger. He is bigger than whatever the problem may be. And you need to surrender today. There's some of you still out there. You haven't come up. And you know you got something you need to surrender to God. Do it now. God is bigger. God is bigger. Listen. Ten years ago. I was diagnosed with cancer. And that's the first thing I said. God, you're bigger. I'm still here today, cancer free. God is
3: bigger.
0: Come on, guys. Come on, let's press through this morning. Come on, don't leave here leave here saying, I, I'm just going to put up with it. You don't have to. Jesus, I don't have to carry it out again. Heaven, let us hear.
3: Let it rain. Let it rain. Let it rain.
1: heaven. Let it rain. Come on. Let it rain. Open the floodgates of heaven. Let it rain. Let it rain. Open the floodgates
3: of heaven.
1: Oh, wash
0: today. And when you get up, it's not yours anymore, so don't take it, because you're giving it up today.
1: Hallelujah.
0: Let us hear. Come on, let it go this morning. Come on, come on. I feel the rain I feel of your love. I feel the winds of your spirit. Now heart Sing it, let it rain. rain. Come on. And let, it rain. let it rain. You know, rain comes through and cleanses the air. It hits the ground. It washes things away. Let it wash it away this morning. My sister wants to share something with you this morning. She wants to release something. She's left there, but she thinks she needs to release it here as well. See, guys, this is this is part of what I'm talking about right here. I'm telling you, we need to release those things and stop holding on to them because she gets to walk out here as a new person today, new person.
4: Uh, back in 1999. I uh, separated from my husband, and in the process of going through the divorce, I got very sick. And um, anyway, I was diagnosed with AIDS, and that's something that I hide from a lot of people. But I know there's a lot of people that know, because that's not something that you can keep forever. I mean, there are people that know. And, but it's a shame. It's, it's a stigma that's stuck to it that I will be judged because of that through no fault of my own. And um, I just really felt like the Lord said, this, this is what's holding you back from being all that I have for you. And the person that you, I want you to be. And um, so whatever it is in your life, you know, God is bigger than that. And um, that's just what I felt like the Lord wanted me to share. So I could be set free.
0: Hey, can I tell you this? I just keep hearing this. Daughter, who stands here to judge you today? He who who has no sin, let him cast the first stone. That's what I keep hearing. Who stands here to judge you today? And this is such a dangerous sickness, right? And I'm standing here arm to arm with her. Now, I have known about it. She she informed me about it for medical reasons and all, but it's never stopped us at all, has it? Exactly. Exactly. So another free person today, guys. Another free person. Love you, sister. Let me get you a Kleenex. (laughs) Guys, listen, God is setting people free so that they can help other people. God is setting people free because God is wanting us to be free to help other people. Yeah. Sure. Share some of that.
5: I promise I won't. I was sitting over there and the Holy Spirit told me that, has anyone ever seen a grass grow into the crack of concrete? That little seed of grass will grow underneath that concrete because it's it's not pushed down enough. So as that little seed of, that little sprig of grass begins to grow, that thing that you took back with you, begins to grow it'll crack that slab it'll crack that slab no matter how thick that slab is it'll crack that slab and then it comes up through that crack and hello here i am and it grows and if you let it go it'll get big where i came from in texas we had johnson grass and that johnson grass get 10 feet high sometimes if you let it go i was guilty of that i was guilty of giving it to God. 36 years I dealt with an addiction. 36 years. I'm a preacher's kid. Really? 36 years I dealt with an addiction because I would give it to God and then I would take it back. And I would give it to God and say, no, I like that. I'd take it back. Pastor preached on that. I'd give it to God, Brother Mike, and then I would say, no, I like that. I want it back. Until I got to that point, that I said, okay, enough is enough. I'm tired of it. I really want to be free of it. I'm sick of it. When you get to that point, somebody's in here. Somebody is here, and I don't know who it is because God didn't reveal it. But somebody here still likes where they're at. I ain't going to lie to you. Sin is fun. If sin ain't fun, you ain't doing it right. But sin will cost you your life. It will cost you your life. And whoever I'm talking to, you know who you are because I don't have a clue. But I'm telling you, I spent 36 years giving it to God and taking it back and giving it to God and taking it back. But I'm telling you this morning, God is bigger than whatever your problem is. God is bigger than whatever the world has to offer. God is bigger because one day, today might be that day, but one day, he will call your name and you will stand before God Almighty and you will have to give an account for everything, every word, every deed that you did in this life. So, this morning, I'm begging you. I've been there, done that, got the t shirt, the video, the scars, and the hat to prove it. I've been there. But you know what? God redeemed me and set me free because I got to that point that I was ready to let it go. Now, and I'm going to say this, and don't you throw a stone. Let like he is without sin cast the first stone. Until you're ready to let it go, God's not going to take it. You have to be ready to let it go. An alcoholic must first admit he has a problem, and then he has to let it go to whoever it is i don't have a clue but somebody here please don't let this be the last day don't walk out of here without giving it to god folks 36 years i finally got tired of it i finally said enough's enough should tell you It almost destroyed my family. It almost destroyed everything that I love. I hurt family members. I hurt friends. And I know I hurt God. But Jesus is the ultimate doctor. He can fix anything. He can heal anything. But you first have to make the first move, and you have to let it go.
3: <laughs>
0: Ooh, Jesus. I knew what he was fixing to do. That's why I was just bawling over there. And I know he's been, whew, guys, this, this is freedom, man. Come on. This is, this is us. This is us. This is us. This is us. Listen, keep the lights where they're at. If I get our, our ushers to come, that, that we're going to help out today, our deacons and ushers. We're going to we're going to pass out the communion. I want us to receive communion, and we're going to put a cap on this. Come on. One of our deacons and one of our brothers helping out. Thank you. And what they're going to do is they're going to walk around, and they're going to hand it to you. If your children are here and you think they understand what we're doing, please let them. You don't have to be a member of our church. The only thing I see in the word is it was the disciples that were doing it. So I, I'm pretty sure you need to be a believer, but you don't have to be a member of this church. And we're going to receive communion today. And again, we keep them sealed up in the back until we take them out, so we know they're they're safe. We're going to we're going to receive communion today. And 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 listen, in in the Jewish tradition, they would receive communion for a lot of things. Right, taking of the juice and the bread, and there was there was things they would do this at. And today when we when we receive this, the juice is representative his body that was his blood that was shed for us. So today we're receiving it once again for cleansing us, and we're saying, Lord, we believe what you did, and I accept it today. And then when we receive the, the bread, that's his body that was broken, and by his stripes we're healed. So we're receiving healing and all of those different things, guys. So, oh man, such an awesome day. <laughs> I like having church. Isn't it is so much better than having an agenda where you gotta hold on to it and this. And that? I, I knew a pastor one time that at a certain time he got the mic, and it didn't matter what kind of worship was going on. <laughs> it was no. By this time he preaches, and by this time, and, and you know what? I understand. There's, you know, you have to have schedules of things. We we understand things. You know, like today, we did No Longer Slaves, and that was not in our list. Why? Because there was no way we were coming off of Send the Rain going, it is well. It just was not going to (laughs) happen. So we changed the order on the fly. That's why we didn't do intros and all this, because we hadn't practiced any of it. So I said, let's just keep it simple. (laughs) We've got to be flexible, guys. But it just makes it so much more enjoyable to go to the house of God. And You know, why do you go to the movie? Because you don't know the outcome. I know the outcome. God is gonna be glorified. People's lives are gonna be changed forever. We're gonna hear an amazing word. Yeah, all but we never know exactly. And that's why I'm just so thank you, brother. You have yours? Okay. And and that's why I just love God, man, because He's just always changing things up on us. And I'm like, could you imagine if God was boring? I would be bored. I, I need things. I I yeah. Thank you, brother, for helping out today got yours? thank you. Okay. Thank you. So go ahead and open it up and and get your, 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 I want to call it bread, but I really don't know what that thing is, man. These aren't like the ones we normally get, but this is the safe way of doing it right now. Wafer sounds good. The, The word of God teaches us this, that at one point of the supper, Jesus stopped. And he picked up the bread, and he broke the bread, and he says, this is my body that will be broken for you. This is my body that will be broken for you. Today, we're breaking this bread. I I always have to break it, is like, you know, I just have to, personally. And today, we're taking this, and I am symbolizing once again that I know his body was broken for me. And by his stripes, I am healed. By his stripes, my family are healed. And so I just want you to take the bread. Father, we thank you. I thank you for allowing Jesus to, to go through all that he did. As hard as it was on you, I thank you that you allowed him to be beaten and to be broken and all the things. He, he died for me so that we could all be here today. And, and then is, is just amazing as you are, you gave us this to represent and to remember. As you said, as often as we come together, we should do this. Lord, today we break this bread and we symbolize that Jesus' body was broken for us. He died for us. He rose again for us. All of these things. We partake of this bread today and we receive everything you have, what your word has for us. We receive it right now in Jesus' name. Let's take the bread together. Careful of the bread. Oh, I'm sorry, the juice. That's why I don't like these things personally. But then at the end, he picked up the cup and he says, This juice represents my blood that will be shed for you. You know, in every covenant in Jewish history, there had to be the shedding of blood. The New Testament is the new covenant. That's the New Testament in your Bible is the new covenant. And it had to happen because of the shedding of his blood. There was always a sacrifice. Jesus was the sacrifice. That's why we can now live under a new and better way. He said, this blood will be shed for you for the remission of sins for all mankind. The last sacrifice that had to happen for all eternity. His blood was sprinkled on the mercy seat. No more sacrifices had to happen because sins could not be forgiven. And by partaking of this today, what we're doing is we're saying once again, and we're remembering that the blood of Jesus That was shed on that cross at Calvary over 2,000 years ago was for me. And I receive it. And I receive its forgiveness. And I receive its power to break the yokes. To break my past. To wash away all the things that I've done. But I also receive it as the blood that was shed for the new covenant. That I can now walk in freedom and life and liberty. And I can see my Lord and Savior one day in heaven. So, Father, we partake of this juice today, Lord, and we receive all that you have for us, the forgiveness of sins, the yoke-breaking power of the blood of Christ. All the things that you have put in your word and spiritually, we receive them today as we drink this juice in Jesus' name. Let's drink the juice. Just kind of hold on to them for me. So, Father, I thank you for all that you have done in this place today. I thank you for your power that was released here today. The power to change people, God. And I thank you that you received our worship today, God, because it was just so evident with the way you poured out your spirit in this place. Lord, I release a blessing upon your people, Lord, that they shall be prosperous and everything they put their hands on will prosper in the name of Jesus and according to your word. I also release uh, the power of health upon them as we just spoke about. Lord, protect your body, protect your family from this virus, this sickness that's going around. Protect us, Father. And we speak against this COVID virus in the name of Jesus. We pray right now it would wither and die. It would wither and die. And we just, again, release protection upon your people, God. And again, I thank you for all that you've done and all that you are doing and all that you are going to do in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. If you agree with that, I want you to shout an amen with me this morning. Amen, amen, hallelujah, guys. Thank you all for coming today. Hopefully, you enjoyed revival weekend again. Next first Saturday, we're gonna do this again. But don't forget tomorrow night at seven on Facebook, we're gonna have our Facebook live uh, Bible study. This Wednesday is first Wednesday worship, so we can only imagine we're gonna have a time of worship and praise. We have some red buckets back there. You can put your uh, your cup in. And also, don't forget if you have offerings or anything, we have the silver trays back there for that.